I'm recording. The Frequency 49 okay. show Great. is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Michael, do you want to count us in? Okay. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and joining me today are James Little and Michael Wandy. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Well, Sunday ended the long drought for the 49ers against the Seahawks as the final score was 23 San Francisco and 20 Seahawks. Um, I don't know about you, but I was watching every minute of that game and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I missed the first quarter due to thinking the game was five past nine our time, not 25 past nine. But I re- I actually went back and rewatched the first quarter. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, I'll be honest, it reminds me a little bit of last season. Things starting to click later on in the season again. Uh, just enough time to fill us all with that real excitement for next year. <laughs> but let's hope this year is, you know, this year, well, let's hope next year actually turns out to be the way. We, we've obviously had injuries and stuff. But no, I mean, across the whole, both sides of the ball, including special teams, in fact. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're brilliant. They're all, you know, all phases of the game are fantastic for us. Quite a lot this season we've had, well, early on in the season, we had the defence turn up or the offence turn up and recently the defence hasn't turned up, but then even more recently the defence all of a sudden look like, look like, looks like, I don't know whether they've been having extra um, coaching sessions or whether they've all been told, look, you're going to cost this managed job. You need to all get, script with his scheme otherwise you're going to say goodbye to Robert Salah because all of a sudden they're all getting it they're all in you know there's no there's no drop coverages uh well there's still some let's be honest there is I think and that's due to the age of the players and you know the injuries that we have got you you can't expect to have a completely flawless performance from from guys that have not really got the experience and who you know let's we've said it before two or three down on the depth chart so um yeah, you can't expect it to be flawless, but I think they're playing. They, I think they're all honestly playing for a job next season. I think so too. I think I'm right there with you. Um, I I was really pleased, and I think I'm you know pretty sure Michael, you agree with me that um, the defense actually was solid. Yeah, um, really good. Um, I'm especially impressed. Uh, we are down to our third and fourth cornerbacks uh, except for Sherman and uh, those guys are really playing good. Uh, DJ Reed especially in the last two games uh, I like what I saw Akello Witherspoon until he got injured was uh, really improving and uh, yeah Tavares Moore was also very good. And I want to I want to sing the praises of the D because most of the season we have been really down on the D. But you look at Buckner, 11 tackles, 7 solo, 4 assists. He also had 2 sacks. Okay, I'm sorry. I loved seeing Russell Wilson crumple into a ball like that. That was so great. Especially when he's running around like a <clears throat> a very British phrase, but <laughs> running around like a blue ass fly. Um, I love seeing it because there's nothing worse than, you know, it's the amount of games I've seen that him play, not just us, but, you know, they penetrate, they get through, they get pressure on the quarterback, and he drops his shoulder, rolls out the one way, and somehow gets it through to Doug Baldwin, but they were getting to him, especially 
uh, Buckner was getting to him so quickly that he wasn't getting a chance to do that. Yeah, it was um, great. Which is brilliant. It's really good to see. We've had absolutely, you know, apart from him, we've had zero rush on... The, well, we haven't had very much pressure on the opposing quarterbacks this season. Uh, it's a clear issue, but, you know, he's he's clearly to cut his shoulders. Also, you know, like you say, I've been very critical of Witherspoon. And ever since, and I think the last time I appeared on the pod... Um, ever since I actually said, you know, you've got to start showing something, he started showing yeah. something. Um, so I'm going to completely take credit for that. Oh, <laughs> um, <would> you? <laughs> yeah. Well, and look at and continuing with the buck though. Uh, you know, I'm we've been questioning him a bit this year, and that 11 tackles his career high. First time he's reached double figures, four tackles for a loss, three quarterback hits, and I'm sorry, the two sacks. I just, I, I think. I feel like it's starting to come together on the defensive side. I really love how uh, debug defob relates the quarterbacks, um, but uh, I'm, uh, as James said, I'm really impressed uh, of Solomon Thomas. Uh, he came up as well. Um, he draw two uh, very important flags, uh, and since he moved to interior uh, to defensive tackle, I think he really improved and. Don't forget Eric Armstead. I oh, think yeah. he is under the radar the whole season. Yeah, he yeah. Pl- d- uh, doesn't play uh, that bad uh, as well. But what I really loved was in overtime that hard hit by Peter Tauma. I-, I just say Peter. Peter yeah. been <laughs> say- the second name is too hard. He gave the Seahawk their own medicine. That hit. Uh, the first uh, thought I had was Hulk smash. Yeah. 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 I, and, the, and of course, the last three Seattle drives totaled eleven plays. Two, I, two of them were three and outs. How awesome is that? Yeah, I agree. I think, like I said, again, going back to what I've said before, but I've been so critical of these first round guys. You know, Armstead, Buckner, and so- Solomon Thomas. Seems that we're now. I don't know why it's taken so long. It could be down to. What he's showing in practice, I don't know. But it now seems to be that we're playing Solomon Thomas in the correct position. And he's thriving. (laughs) He's thriving at it. But as a whole, like Armstead is the, I heard a stat, is the best uh, D-lineman against the run in the league. Yes, he hasn't thrown up high sack numbers this year. But he sure as hell stopped them running backs penetrating our defence. Um, And that, you know, people have said, will he be kept around at the end of the season? If, he, if he's the top guy in the league against the run and you've got teams that have got the likes of Barkley, Elliott, you know, the, the list of runner, quality running backs in this league, you know, these are guys that can really hurt you in a game challenge. If you've got a guy that can defend against them, you keep that man around. Absolutely. So, uh, now that it all, it's all, I said it earlier, it's all coming together again just as the season's winding down. It's a shame that we don't have a 25-game season because I reckon we could go on a run of that. <laughs> I reckon we could go on a run of eight or nine wins here. But. I don't know about that. This is a hard game to play for, for 16 weeks as it is. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. just the regular season. Once you get into the postseason, it's it's a whole nother ball game. So looking at some of the offensive stats, just because I don't want to put uh, Mark to shame, he, he really came through on the stats this time. I asked for extra defensive stats, and he, he really helped out. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, 
So Nick Mullins, 20 for 29, 275 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, 110.6 passer rating. I like seeing it in the hundreds. Uh, Russell Wilson was 23 for 31, 237 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, that's on us. Uh, And 117.3 passer rating, but we still won. We still won. Oh. They actually had more of the ball as well, time of possession, 37 minutes to 29. Yeah, they so, did. We had the lower time of possession and we still won. Exactly. You don't see that very often, mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I know it was a very, very close game. Let's not, we, you know, we we didn't hammer them, as it were, but no. we still beat them. So I, I loved it. Uh, they were concentrating on stopping Kittle after that uh, record performing against Denver. And there was a sighting of Selleck time. Yes! Again. It's nice to see him get in the game. George Kittle doing exactly the right thing. Realised very... whether it's, It might have been Shanahan as well, has got to take credit, obviously. Realised very quickly that after last week's performance, that, you know, he was, he was getting double teamed. And he realised, right, well, that's going to open up space for my teammate. And Selleck, we haven't seen an awful lot of this year. Um... And he did exactly that. He drew. He, he recognised that as well on the field. I'm sure they must have made adjustments to make him think that he wasn't being, you know, kept in double coverage. And he's intelligent enough to realise what by taking players away to open up space for the other players. And Mullins did an excellent job. Um, again, really impressed with this guy. Undrafted. Um, yeah, he's not. He's far from the finished article. Um, and I don't want to entertain speak that he'll take uh, Jimmy's job from him. No, I don't think he'll take Jimmy's job. But look at some of these stats that Mullins has. He threw for uh, he's thrown this season for a um, thousand yards, over a thousand yards in the last three games, the most by any Niners quarterback in a three-game stretch since Jeff Garcia in two thousand. His average oh. yards per pass is eight point six, and that's only behind Mahomes. Rivers yeah. and Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, and Mahomes and Rivers, we know are going to the playoffs. Yeah. So He's got a hell of an arm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think we have our backup quarterback. I think Jimmy's going to be the man, and I think Nick is going to be the backup. I think, I bet you CJ gets traded. Yeah. Well, I'll be. I can't see anyone. Again, I say I like the guy. I do like the guy. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, he's very good friends with George Kittle, so hopefully if he does go, it doesn't affect George. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he, I can't see him actually getting... I can't see a team giving up anything for him, or, mm-hmm. again, you don't know what's going on with other teams. They, you know, someone could be desperate for a quarterback. But yeah. um, I wish him well either way. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's it's just one that Shanahan's going to have to go, I think I got it wrong with this guy, my bad. We move on. You know, thankfully we've got someone who's been able to step up. Yeah. And another solid offensive line performance, right, Michael? Yeah, um, the offensive line really improved the last two games. Uh, still a way to go, but they really improved. Uh, I still think we need another guard inst- instead of Lightning Tomlinson. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, especially uh, McClinchy, uh, everyone thought Quentin... Uh, was uh nelson quentin nelson yeah was the best lineman uh who went in the draft uh i say and pff says uh, says it's mcclinchy nice. yeah i was gonna ask you what you thought of him but i've seen uh i don't pay attention i don't 
that course course I pay attention to the offensive line, especially when it was as bad as what we've seen. But because they're doing their job and they're doing it job well, I don't take as note as much note to them. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of that thing that if they're doing their job and job well, you pay attention more what you know they're holding off the defenders from the quarterback and he makes the plays and that that's what gets us excited. But I've seen a lot of um analysis of Mike McGlinchey. And um, he's an absolute beast. You look at the players he's going against and he's putting them on the ground. He's not just holding some of these guys off. He's putting them on the ground. And you, I'm just amazed at the guys, well, just for starters, his strength. Um, and I, th- I think his relationship with Staley, everything again, I follow social media again, but I see he spends an awful lot of time, the two families spend a lot of time together. And I think that's only going to benefit the guy. Um so yeah, really impressed. Very happy when we when we drafted him. I thought, oh, that's a bit boring, but it's it seems to be you know it seems to work wonders. So it certainly helped our offensive line. I haven't yeah. had to moan about it once this season. Where I spent whole of last season moaning about mm-hmm. it. Holdsworth asks, despite Kyle Shanahan's insistence that the backup quarterback position for next season is still fifty fifty between Bethard and Mullins. Do we really see a way back for CJ, or do we settle on CJ and use Mullins as trade collateral? No, 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 no. Mullins is far better than CJ. Let's keep the good guys around. I'm with you there. Yeah, if if Shanahan is smart, and he is smart, uh, he keeps Mullins because Mullins uh, gives competition to uh, Jimmy, uh, so yeah. Jimmy will give his best to keep his job. CJ doesn't do that. With CJ... Uh, Jimmy has a secure job and you know what happens to a quarterback who has a secure job it often uh, ends bad. Yeah, well when you get complacent hmm. Exactly um, Nathaniel James are we going to win the two remaining games and do the cast meaning us, feel that the team has that winning feeling back? Uh, <sighs> We'll get on to the preview of the Bears. and uh, the, It's the Bears and the Rams, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Two playoff teams are going to be in the playoffs. Um, how far either of them will go depends on how, they, obviously, they do. Stating the obvious. But it, it's that it's whether we face a Rams team that have rested, you know, rest all their players, depending on how they do it. And the Bears, basically, we're facing, we're facing two playoff teams. Two teams that you, you know, you shouldn't have any quite keep using them as a comparison but the browns are a completely different team this year um and they've you know and we've you, we beat the seahawks who, who how many predicted to beat the seahawks we'll get into the pick six to find that out but yeah um any team can beat any team yeah um, i think if if we beat chicago and the monsters of the midwest are really back if we beat them, uh, then we have a chance to beat the Rams too, because uh, if we beat Chicago, the Rams should uh, secure the first week bye. But if we don't beat uh, Chicago, we will face uh, the best team the Rams can offer, I think. I actually have a different take on it. Um, I think it, I think this week's game is going to be competitive, and we'll talk about that when we um, get to the preview of this week's game. But I honestly think that the last week of the season, the Rams are going to sit all of their starters and save them for the playoffs. It's been traditional. It's been what they do. It's been what most playoff team bound teams do. So I think we have a real good chance of of crushing the Rams because we're going to be pretty evenly matched as we go into their second and third string uh, string players. 
We did last year. It was exactly the same uh-huh. scenario last year, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, so this season, I didn't think it would, but this season's similarities to last season is, for me, so similar. I know we've got different players and we, it's for different reasons. We've had, you know, injuries this time. And last year it was the Jimmy G effect. But this this late pickup in the season, players taking so long to finally understand the defensive scheme. We just need to make sure that that happens at the beginning of right. next season. Right. And as for the winning feeling back, um, Nathaniel, I, I think December's definitely a good month for our team. Um uh, Shanahan's seven and one. Yeah, I was going to say Mark December. got a great stat there. He's seven and one in December, which is awesome. But mm. I think we still need to keep winning, and I think it needs to be throughout the season. I don't think that winning feelings back, but they certainly deserve to have it. Yeah, we need a streak, a winning streak. We're on that's a two-game winning streak. We We've started. <laughs> you know, can we start that winning streak in? I don't know, September? week one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then Kieran Walton asks the obvious, would you rather we win our next two games to boost morale or lose and get a better pick? A lot of people still want Bosa. I always want to see my team win, and I will. that will always be my answer. Um, yeah, I want to see us win games of football. We've... Team, we've we argued with our first round picks. You know they don't always work out, and they've just performed fantastically. But you know you could draft. We could have the number one pick, have Nick Bosa. He could play two games and then have a career-ending injury, and then go. Oh, I'm really glad we lost those games. So no, I always want our team to win. Me too. Every time. What about you, Michael? Yeah, I I, I never wanted Bosa. That uh, yeah, well, even if me, too. Were, me too. Even if he would have been first pick. Uh, I would have loved to see a Lynch trade uh, that one for a lot of good picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's my thinking. Because because we have uh, we have some uh, holes to fill and not only on pass rush. Uh, so I want I want the 49ers to win. And if we can end the season six uh, ten like last year, uh, I would even say this year would be more appreciative because. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we did it with with a fit Jimmy G. This year we did it. Uh, we could do it with a third stringer. Mm-hmm. So, and all those young guys on defense, you know, that's just to me. It's just a matter of confidence boosting, and I think that's really yeah. what these young guys need. Uh, Mark Lyon, although the win is nice, is this actually like getting a really expensive Christmas present that you <laughs> later decide you don't want and would like to return? Nah, nah, we just said we attack the win every day. Every win, day win, win. We want to win. Uh, let's see. Mark Kant, Sherman was euphoric in the locker room, gets the game ball. Is it time for fans to forgive him? Don't think one particular fan ever will. But uh, <laughs> look, um, he has been outstanding um, on the pitch and off the pitch. I honestly think that our defence wouldn't have improved as much as they have or are continue, going to continue to without that guy. He's clearly more than just a player. Um, and we could see that after the game when he got given the ball. It was obvious they were going to give him the game ball. But just let's just look at his performance as a player. He hasn't allowed a touchdown with a wide receiver he has covered in a game this season. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah, he's not been perfect. No player is going to be perfect, but he's been 
pretty close to. Um, and his his overall, the way he carries himself, um, I honestly think that he will have changed an awful lot of opinions. And this time next year, we won't even be mentioning the fact should the fan base, you know, appreciate mm-hmm. Richard Sherman because everyone will have come around and gone, damn. So glad this guy is on our team. Uh, he's exactly the type of person and influence we need in this team, especially with the amount of young guys and the process that the whole franchise is going through. It's the best, in my opinion, including Jimmy G. I think it's the best move the front office has made. Well, I think, too, um, we're going to have that contingent of people that are never going to like Sherman just because of his ties to the Seahawks. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that he did used to play pretty dirty. And I, mm-hmm. while I have not been critical of him and I've been very supportive of his, his inclusion in our team and, you know, I love how he's mentoring these young guys and yelling at them on the sidelines and getting them pumped up and coaching them, I'm really excited to see where he goes after he retires because I could see him being a coach. Yeah, definitely. Uh- <laughs> Get him alongside Robert. Yeah. Get him alongside Robert Salah. <laughs> no, um, but I, I still think he's got two, two maybe three years um, in him. He, he'll know more than us. Yeah, well, His body yeah. will tell him. Um, but no, you're wrong. I, I, I think we're going to see Richard Sherman around the NFL for a long, long time. Yeah. He's intelligent mm-hmm. enough to be, well, to be a head coach. I would say. I don't know. It's probably a bit early. Um, but he's definitely intelligent enough. But then again, you could see him earn a lot of money and go to the booth. <laughs> That's true. You know, they do, or even join the panel on NFL Network or something. So we don't know, but I think we'll still see him associated with the game for a long, long time. So unfortunately, if you don't like him, you, you might be still going to see him. a lot of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So Mark Lyon also asks, what was funnier, Pete Carroll's face or Janikowski's attempt at a tackle on the kickoff return touchdown? Go on, Michael. What was funnier? Seeing uh, Pete Carroll's face <laughs> and hearing him, hearing him after the game, uh, talking about how bad our field is and yes, blah blah exactly. blah. Exactly, and how it was bad at Candlestick Two and blah blah blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A bad workman blames his tools. Oh my goodness! So we also had the exciting news announced this week of Pro Bowl selections. Michael, we have people in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, uh, first of all, I, I, I know they don't hear it, but congratulations to George Kittle and to Kyle Duszek. Uh, it's Kittle's first time in the Pro Bowl, but uh, we also have some alternates. Uh, uh, debug, which which I think is ridiculous. He should be in already. Mark and Soja is... Uh, an alternate for the special team position Yay! and Robbie Gold is an alternate as a kicker um, and two of them I think have a very good chance uh, to get into the Pro Bowl because I see the Rams going all the way this year yeah. Yeah. oh dear okay yike I don't want to talk about that <laughs> I would hate it too but if it means uh, debug and Mark and Socha would have a chance to go to the Pro Bowl, I would. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would like to see more of them on the field, and again, them getting that that exposure with the rest of the league would be good too. 
Did you see the interview with George Kittle and Brian Erschlager today? Oh, no, I haven't seen <laughs> it yet. Oh, what a humble guy. He literally, so they, Brian Erschlager, obviously, I think he's the coach for the NFC team in the Pro Bowl, I presume. Well, at least he's the Hall of Famer representative this year. And he interviewed George Kittle, and George was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, thanks. Uh, anyway, Brian, I'm a massive <laughs> fan. I grew up a Bears fan. And it was just like... You know, he's just had the season of his life. Um, he's an outstanding player, and all he wanted to do was like, I'm such a big fan. I think it just kind of shows, just shows you the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Well, and right. speaking of bears, we ha- yeah. we're playing the bears this week. We are. Let's hope he's not such a big fan when we play them. Yeah, we don't <laughs> no. want that. So we are staying home one more time for our last home game to bring on the Bears. And we lead the series 34-31-1 currently. Uh, We want to make that 35, of course. Um, Our last meeting was a 15-14 win on week 13 of the 2017 season in Chicago. And five Robbie Gould field goals was enough for the victory. Um, the last game in Levi's with the Bears was a 28-20 loss in week two of 2014 when Brandon Marshall destroyed Jimmy Ward on his rookie home debut. Mm, I hope we don't see something like that, but the Bears are a really strong team this year, guys. Yeah, they are. Um, a lot clicked for them. Uh, I haven't seen too much of them. I've only heard about how well they've played. I've seen quite a lot on Red Zone. Uh, they've got some very talented weapons. Uh, their young quarterback, uh, Trubisky, surprised me because when they drafted him so highly, he'd only played a really short uh, or not many college games. And I thought, that's a bit of a strange one. But yeah, he, apparently he's good. Um, and they've got, I think, is it my fantasy guy, Cohen? Tariq Cohen, the running back. He's quite a handy guy. Scored a few points for me this season. <laughs> so... Yeah, and I think, well, they are. They they beat the Packers, didn't they? They beat the mm-hmm. Packers last week, 24-17. They've won the NFC North title, uh, which is the first time in many years I think they've done that. It's normally been Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, but as we know, they've had a stinker this year. Um, and lost so yeah, their head so, coach. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Um, so, you know, they're a, they're a division champion. I think they're going to the playoffs. They are, I think they're pretty much confirmed, aren't they? So... Yeah, I mean, they're sixth in the NFL offensively. So, I was just, you know, I was saying they're okay. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So, Third in points allowed defensively, too. So, yike. Yeah. I but, think that's uh, that's the reason why they are so good in offense, uh, because of the defense, because they put Trubisky in very good field positions. And... I think our offense line will have a long day with their front seven, especially with Mac. And I still can't believe that the Raiders let him go. I know. But uh, I, s- I, s- I think uh, this week will be very hard, uh, especially for our tackles uh, who have to face Mac all the time. Um, and yeah, I can't see that we will win this and if we win this uh you can hear me to uh, San Francisco. Uh, i'll be hearing you scream won't i <laughs> well we have opened as four point underdogs for the game but you know we were uh almost four point underdogs for last week and no one thought we'd win exactly. and we did 
So a friend, a friend of ours loves the term any given Sunday. Exactly. It's not just a movie title. So what are your <laughs> predictions? Oh, I've been wrong the past two weeks. I've been wrong. So keep being wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Ag- I hope I'm wrong again. The Bears are going to beat us, unfortunately. Let's keep that. Let's keep that pattern going. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's uh, it's going to be a Bears win, and I do think that that man Khalil Mack has had a point to prove all season, um, and he's going to continue to do it. Unfortunately, I think, uh, like Michael said, our offensive line is going to have a tough job against him, mm-hmm. um, and I think we're going to see Mullins under a bit more pressure. And I think this could be a game where he gets criticised because he's not able to do a lot. But again, I've been wrong the past two weeks, so let's hope it's the same. Michael? Yeah, I see us losing too. Uh, uh, but uh, I don't think Mullins will look uh, too bad. Uh, his uh, strength is that he uh, doesn't keep the ball very long. Uh, and I think that's uh, very important in this game. That he gets rid of the ball very fast. Mm-hmm. Well, I am going to continue to stop jinxing the Niners. And I'm going to say the Bears are going to win. But I think it's going to be a close game. Okay. So there we go. James, okay. what about the pick six? What's going on with our pick six game? Uh, right. Last week, nobody picked six. <gasps> but just scooting down the results very quickly, we had about three people pick four. Uh, one of them was... James Watters, our friend uh, north of the border in Scotland. Hi, James. In fact, I've just noticed there's an awful lot more people picked four than three. Anyway, James Watters is one of the guys. I'm going to give him a special mention. <laughs> As for the overall leaderboard, it's that man at the top of the board still again, and that's Jimmy Brewster. Um, so, yeah, Jimmy's top. Oh, I might need some help pronouncing this name. I should have had a look at this beforehand. It's Bjorn... <laughs> Bjorn Kelgrew. Second, Mark Corns, third, Mark Nolly, fourth, Neil Jepson, fifth. Pretty much the guys that have been up there all season long. Mm. I'm dwindling down in mid-table, uh, one point behind Cat, who is <laughs> yeah, mid to uh, top half. Uh, so. They've been at the top the last three or four weeks. I don't think the whole yeah, season. Jimmy, I seem Jimmy's to remember, no, Jimmy leapfrogged at one point, because I seem to remember there was a certain mm. host that was um, very close to the top until she got cocky <laughs> <laughs> i've had i've been terrible two or three weeks on the truck i have a different because uh, i keep backing against us that's why that's my <laughs> it's my own fault i keep i keep not picking the niners i uh, i have my own strategy that i will not reveal at this time maybe. Uh-huh. so okay all right i got two minutes on the clock i have a few questions from our buddy neil jepson um i haven't we might be repeating some because I haven't had a chance to review them ahead of time. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, a great way to break a ten-year strangle, a ten-game stranglehold over us. Robbie Gould was clutch again. With his contract coming to an end, will we be able to tie him down to another contract? I hope. <laughs> James, with each week we are dropping down in the draft order. What number do you think we will end up picking at? Roughly where we are now, uh, to be honest, it depends. Fourth. Okay. Fourth pick. Michael, having managed to get to an extremely mobile quarterback, meaning Wilson, where has this pass rush been? (laughs) (laughs) 
James, DeForest had a big day. 11 tackles, 4 for a loss, and 2 sacks. Is Reuben Foster's departure just a coincidence, or was he really having a negative impact on the D? Oh, why you ask me this one? <laughs> um, I have another one I'm saving to, for you, too. Yeah, to be honest, uh, we haven't missed him. Uh, we haven't missed him. I'll leave it at that. We haven't missed him. Fred Warner's uh, the new Reuben Foster. <laughs> He's a... Uh, Fred Warner is more than uh, stepped up. So, no, we haven't missed him. Michael. And that's what I'm leaving now. The fact that the opposition's quarterback seems to be shying away from Sherman's side, does this suggest he is back to his old self? I think it's just his... Um, what he is. Uh, they, they fear him since years. Uh, we don't know if he's back because they don't yeah. throw at him. <laughs> Yeah. James. <laughs> Keep it that way. Quality Street, Roses, Celebrations, or Heroes? Heroes. Oh, Heroes. I, I like Heroes, too. Uh, Michael, should the safety be worth more than two points? Nope. And we are out of time. That is our two-minute drill for this week. So it's been thus far... Uh, a pretty exciting couple of weeks. Hoping for another good week. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to cover? Just, uh, I don't think we're going to have a podcast before Christmas. So just to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. This is the podcast uh, before Christmas. That's what I mean. So I'm going to take the opportunity to wish everyone Merry Christmas. Awesome. Have a great time. Uh, enjoy your time with family. It's a lovely time of the year. Yeah, uh, same from me. Have a great Christmas. Uh, and I surely won't see you before. So... Uh, happy, have a happy new year as well. Um. Ah. Beautiful. And of course, the Niner Empire GB as a whole would like to wish everyone a Merry Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season. We have Kwanzaa coming up. Uh, acknowledge all those wonderful celebrations of life and family and love and have a fantastic new year. I'm hoping we record next week on Boxing Day. I'm not 100% sure yet, um, but definitely have a great holiday season. So that's our show for this week. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Rob Newell, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Ross Irwin, Jason Argo, and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and in the show. Apologies if I missed anyone. If you would like to get involved in the show, just let us know. You can message any of the Facebook group admins. We are always looking for new members to appear on the show or just to contribute content. But personally, I would love to get you all on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Don't forget to check out the blog, which is available on your favorite podcast app. You can also email us at frequency49show at gmail.com. Time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye. goodbye. On behalf of James Little, Michael Wandy, please have a wonderful holiday season. I'm Kat Victorino. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now.